It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river, 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing, and it's still a great time to make sure you like and follow the Joe's Carding Facebook page to get the latest hours of operation as uh, we still have a couple of more holidays left to go in the season before we kick off uh, figuring out what the hell 2022 has in store for us. Joe'sCarding.com for more information. I'm Dan Taylor. That is Dirk Houston. Dirk, happy holidays to you, bud. Yes, same to you. It uh, was kind of an odd Christmas, a little on the warm side, but uh, uh, since we're recording on Monday, evidently here in a couple of days, that's definitely going to be corrected. I was seeing that, and I'm already starting to see the, um, oh, do you want to call it annual uh, scare the hell out of the public snowfall posts? that I think they're calling for feet of snow January 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, I haven't looked that far ahead. I'm, I've looked at the weekend, and that's about it. Well, all and that's I all the farther you need to look. I mean, for crying out loud. I nobody saw can predict six. the weather that precisely that I far I saw out. minus six on Saturday. That's all I paid attention Ooh, to. I didn't see that. Ooh. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, late, well, early Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, like 6 a.m. or something yeah. Sunday morning. You know, they, the weather uh, app that I use goes from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, okay. So, so well, the are going to be cold that night. Um, I was looking at New Year's Eve because I usually go out and hang with some friends. Um, and I'm thinking at uh, midnight, it was like 11 or 12 degrees. Yeah. on new year's eve you so, know it, which it was it's cold but not too bad it was at a new year's eve party i i first actually realized in real life that alcohol can freeze and it was like two <laughs> or three years ago when i think it was down it was like negative 20 and i got to a party and i, I put my six pack of beer out on the uh porch just because why put it in the refrigerator when it's negative 20 out uh but i ended up discovering later is the kids it'll freeze <laughs> I literally thought that alcohol would not freeze, but I guess there just wasn't enough alcohol content in that beer to, to stop it from freezing. So, yeah, no, it, uh, it will most definitely freeze. Um, I actually learned it a long time ago, way back in the seventies in high school, the ice age, uh, not quite the ice age. It was a little <laughs> after that, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, obviously I wasn't supposed to be drinking. So if you got home and you had beer left, you couldn't bring it in the house and put it in the refrigerator. Right. So uh, it got left in the car. And yeah, that's when I learned the lesson. Did it explode or just freeze solid? Um, I was lucky because I went out the next day and it was still just frozen like a rock. I mean, the okay. can had ballooned um, for whatever reason. Uh, God made uh, liquid, you know, like water. The only thing that expands is when it gets colder, when it freezes. You know, yeah. metal and concrete and everything else contract, but water expands. That's why you you break engine blocks and pipes and everything else. And yeah, the cans kind of had an oval shape to them. You know, mm -hmm. uh, like very small aluminum footballs. And uh, yeah, they all got thrown in a in a dumpster, at the car wash. And uh, 
I'm imagining a day or two later, if it warmed up, there might've been a few explosions in that dumpster. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But not in my back seat. Well, let's get into it. Uh, the plan for today's show is we're going to talk about the I-80 Speedway, Eagle Raceway, and Crawford County Speedway has also released their 2020 ske- or 2022 schedules. I so should has say- McCool. Oh, McCool has too. I didn't see that one. I'll, yep. I'll try. I'll track it down before uh, before we get done here. But um, so we're just going to recap those just a little bit. Crawford County Speedway Eagle Race are going to be really easy. I eighty is kind of the wild card as far as what they're doing. So we'll go a little more in depth into weekly racing there, or what's going to happen on a weekly basis there. Well, uh, I eighty Speedway definitely carries the word tentative. True. Yes, uh, we do need to uh, honor Joe Kaziski. Uh, just you know, I think the last time. Well, last time he came on and talked about a schedule, he was very adamant about tentative. Could change. Subject to change. But uh, let's start it off with uh, an update on Brandon Saltzman. We've been talking about Brandon for the last couple of weeks, and we talked last week about this Teresa that uh, has been sharing updates, and this was as of Christmas uh, Sunday night at about 7.30. She says, update on Brandon. He's doing well. He's getting headaches. He's still getting headaches from time to time. He is eating good and asking to go for multiple walks a day. He can use his arm and has feeling back in his hand, but still cannot move his fingers. So far, he's a lefty. He starts all of his therapies tomorrow morning. That would have been Monday morning, which we're recording Monday night. Uh, they're going to be three-hour uh, rehab session, or excuse me, three-hour therapy session on monday and then one hour each week of speech physical and occupational uh, it goes on but uh, just a nice update that it seems like brandon's making some nice progress yeah and uh of course we wish him the best and uh um hopefully he's feeling well enough and um has improved enough that he can attend his fundraiser coming up here in the middle of the month of january yep that's going to uh, be saturday january 15th at five o'clock Yep, and I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm ready to eat some chili. Yeah, uh, I didn't read the flyer real good. Are they serving cinnamon rolls with that chili? Is this like a runs a trip or what? Ooh, there is no statement of cinnamon rolls, but that's a Midwest mm-hmm. class. Oh wait, no, there it is. Dinner ten dollars a person or thirty dollars a family. There will also be hot dogs, cinnamon rolls, etc. There we go. Okay, small print, missed it. But that's going to be going on at the Post Event Center at 7400 Q Street in Omaha. Again, on Saturday, January 15th at 5 o'clock, $10 a person, $30 a family. And all the money is going to be going to help uh, for Brandon. There'll also be the Chili Bowl, the race, the midget race down in uh, Oklahoma. Right? Oklahoma? Tulsa. Tulsa, Tulsa. Oklahoma. Yeah, in Tulsa. Tulsa Event Center. Well, it always kind of throws me off because there's the Tulsa shootout and then there's the Chili Bowl. And those are two different deals, right? Correct. The Tulsa shootout comes first and the Chili Bowl follows. But are they both at the same place? Yes, as far as okay. I know. All right. Uh, I know that Cole uh, uh, Vander Hayden is down there, uh, got drawn for that. I see a lot of people down there for the Tulsa shootout. But anyways, uh, so the Chili Bowl will be on, the, will be broadcast. So that's worth it alone. I think I, I was probably looking at paying, I would imagine, probably 60 80 bucks for a couple of nights of watching the chili bowl uh, or a, a year's membership to the broadcast partner but 10 bucks a person for the uh, brandon saltzman chili feed or 30 dollars a person that's a heck of a bargain there'll also be 50 50s and uh drinks will also be available so yeah that'll oh, yeah, be a yeah. fun time january 15th 
it's tough to have a, a good bowl of chili without a beer by, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, yeah. and now that there's hot dogs there, I mean, a chili dog sounds pretty good for me. That was kind of in my no fly zone for the last six and a half years. So, uh, hot dogs were it is sodium. I can't imagine that they're so pure. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's enough preservative in a hot dog. I think you could lay it out on a concrete for about six months and go out and eat it. Yeah, probably it, wouldn't be like it. It's a race to see what spoils uh, last something from McDonald's or a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it. You could buy the McDonald's fries the same day and let them cure out on the sidewalk too. And there goes any chances of us getting sponsorship from McDonald's. Yeah. Like we were, we were awful worried about <laughs> we, that. They, we were in the front running for their, their 2022 budget. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, they said they might drop Bubba and pick us up, but uh, I think we just went ahead and saved Bubba. So he doesn't yep. have to be embarrassed by that. He can thank us later. Uh, so again, the Brandon Saltzman Chili Feed fundraiser, $10 a person, $30 a family, January 15th. That's a Saturday starting at five o'clock in uh, Ralston at the post event center. And I kind of looked on Google maps. It's a little bit north uh, west and between the Menards and the uh, Ralston event center. So, uh, check it out. That's going to be a good time. Works. I'm excited to be down there for that. Um, there have been uh, quite a few uh, passings since we last talk, talked, uh, mostly national. Couldn't see of any locally, thank, thank the heavens. But if we missed one, we do greatly apologize. And you're always welcome to send the information to us on Facebook, and we'll get to it on our next recording session. Uh, Steve Richards, this name didn't ring a bell, but he was of PRN, the Performance Racing Network. He passed away on December 22nd due to complications of COVID. He'd been hospitalized for a number of weeks. Uh, NASCAR statement said for three decades, Steve Richards worked to help bring NASCAR to fans across the country through his pit reporting for PRN and various hosting roles. He became a familiar name and voice to fans in the sport. Steve was a friend to many and will be missed dearly. We also have to uh, send our condolences to the Earnhardt family. They've lost another member. This time it was Martha Earnhardt, and I believe that was the mother of Kelly and Dale Earnhardt. Uh, that was Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s mother. Way well, I understood it. I thought Dale said that was his grandmother. And then uh, we talked a little bit about it last week that uh, Bob Kislowski was having uh, some issues in that infield Jen had posted that he was coming to the end of life. He uh, he ended up passing away, looks like, December 21st. I thought he passed away Wednesday, which would have been the 22nd. Obviously, the father of NASCAR champion Brad Kislowski and um, what's his brother's name? Brian. Brian Kaziski, who Brian competed in the Camper World Truck Brian Series. and Kislowski, still Kislowski, not Kaziski. Did I say Kaziski again? Again. Oh, my God. Uh, Brian... <laughs> See, it's not fair that there is a Brian Kaziski. Of course, there's pick any name in the book Kaziski, but <laughs> at least you pick, you know, people. You haven't just made up names. You know, you didn't say I hate Brad. That that's Kaziski. very true. You know, you said Bob and Brian, which there are locally there are... Bob and Brian Kaziski. Right. There's and no Brad Kaziski, so you didn't say that one wrong. Hopefully, both of them are are very much still alive and, and doing well. Bob Kislowski won an ARCA Series Menards Championship in 1989 and won 24 career races over a 12-year stint. He made one Cup Series debut, uh, one Cup Series start in 1995 at Pocono. Brad put a really good uh, tweet out. It says, my dad will always be my hero. He was quiet and understated, but that, that didn't change the impact he had on me or that I watched him have on everyone who knew him. 
I am forever grateful for what I learned for his. I am forever grateful for what I learned from this man. And uh, I will remember him every day. Obviously, I didn't have a lot of contact with Bob Keselowski, but I always remember his interview after uh, Brad and Carl got together. And uh, I think, uh, was it those two? And, and Bob said, he's out there trying to kill my boy and I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah, well, they didn't get together. Carl just took Brad out. It was a one-sided deal. Mm -hmm. And that was shortly after Brad had won his um, first cup race um, at Talladega when Carl tried to block him and he put Carl into the fence upside down. Yeah. Um, that was the quite different... the rivalry for a while. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's one of the few times I thought Carl did something wrong. Yeah, you're you know, absolutely right. Fan. And that's what yeah. they, and, and if for anybody that doesn't know that replay, I remember very specifically them while they were under red going back and watching that replay. And you could see clear as day, Carl Edwards, white gloves on a black steering wheel turn right into Brad Keselowski. Well, he admitted it afterwards. He just didn't think that that was going to be the result of the accident. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, it was a little more horrific. I, and that accident probably was. Car, Brad or Carl, excuse me, was like 40 laps down. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought the they race. were racing for the win. No, okay. they were, at, they were at Talladega when, when, when Carl tried to block Brad. Okay. They were there, but so when he, Carl paid back, he was like 40 laps down. He did the original, uh, Matt Kenseth. Yes, correct. Okay. Got it. All well, right. I don't know if it was the original, but <laughs> it was, <laughs> definitely along that line it was before hey let's talk about carl edwards uh he made a statement that said the next gen car is interesting him but he's not planning on making a comeback in 2022 uh dustin Elbino says uh tweeted that carl edwards on sirius xm at nascar stated that the next gen car interests him it shouldn't come as a surprise that since he was vocal about it in the past. He likes the move of going to higher horsepower and lower downforce, but uh, still does not have plans to return to racing in 2022. That I got to imagine that gets you excited. Well, it does. What got me more excited was, uh, I don't know, maybe April of last year. I think it was during the COVID break when he was back on and it might've been, uh, I don't know, this week in NASCAR or one of those shows. And, uh, he said that he's not ruled off just coming back for a one-off deal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, uh, something could still happen with him. Who knows? He's, I don't know what he's got, maybe 40 or 41. Can't be you know, any older than that, I don't think. Let me look it up real quick. Carl Edwards is 42. Okay, 42. I uh, was close. Well, he's born a day before me in three years. Um, August 15th. That's affirmative. Let's see. ESPN could be interested. By the way, uh, for those of you listening, we're just going to buzz through a couple of headlines and then we'll get to the uh, track schedules. Uh, ESPN could be interested in NASCAR coverage again. I got excited until I kind of started reading this article and realized that there's a good chance that ESPN may be uh, taking over for NBCSN, which breaks my heart because then that means that Fox will still have coverage. Yeah, well, Fox isn't going to isn't going to give up on that I, just, I i don't ever see that happen Dirk, i i don't get it they're so bad at covering nascar why do they keep doing it 
how is it well, beneficial for them? Because evidently the powers that be think their guys are doing a good job. Or I guess in the world that I come from, I'm thinking that they've got a couple of sponsors that they've locked in for a long-term deal that are seeing great results of it, despite what Fox does. That could be very well too, you know. I just don't, I, I, the day that Fox goes away, I think will be a great day for NASCAR. And I think that the, the biggest move NASCAR needs to make is to get away from the broadcast partners. I realize they can't do this in no way, shape, or form can they do this. But if NASCAR can hire their own crew to run their own service, that'll be a great day, especially the day they get rid of Fox. But right now, the amount of money they get from, from the TV partners is keeping the sport afloat, I think. Correct. Well, it absolutely is. And I did read an article about that, and they said if they did go to their own broadcast, it would have the Fox announcers. So you're going to lose there too, buddy. God damn it. There's no hope. There's no hope. Well, that's why you turn down the TV and just watch. Yeah, that's what I, I do. Turn down the TV and turn up MRN and PRN. Those guys do a I fantastic job. I know what's going on. I don't need yeah. to hear anything they're saying because all I do is get mad. Uh, Speedway Motors acquisition of Dover Motorsports has been finalized as of this week. Uh, the paving at Atlanta Motor Speedway was completed last week after 163 days of work. Crews celebrated the completion and paving of the new Atlanta Motor Speedway with fireworks and a cheer. And Casey Kane I think I would have taken a few laps to celebrate that. Right? They made it. They may have after a couple of beers. Um, and a few Casey, cheers. Yeah. Casey Kane announced that he's going to be running a full World of Outlaw schedule in 2022. And that means he will be at I-80 Speedway, weather permitting, on uh, October 14th. So Casey Kane making his, uh, let's see. Oh, I guess for the first time ever, Casey Kane is set to embark on a full-time campaign as a part of the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series starting in 2022. I figured he'd ran a full-time series before, but I guess not. Well, he might not. He might have run full-time series, just not that series. Not the World of Outlaws series. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he'll be driving his own number nine, uh, Napa. I believe he he he's sponsored by the Napa team. He is well. Uh, he owned the Brad Sweets ride, which was right. an Napa car. So it will link up with three-time and defending driver champion Brad Sweet to form a potential two-car team out of Casey Kane's Racing in Mooresville, North Carolina. And see, whoever wrote that needs to go back to English class. <laughs> well, it might have been me reading it. Well. If the word potential's in there, that word has no being in there. It's not yeah. a potential two-car team. It is a two-car team. Well, you could make an argument. They may be adding a third car. Where does it say that in the article? I don't know. Maybe they're just clearing themselves. That maybe, maybe they do know something that there'll be a third car added. Now, maybe if the guy meant to use the word and autocorrect bit him in the butt and he didn't proofread anything, yeah, maybe he meant to use the word a potent two-car team. That could very well be. By the way, uh, tech geek uh, prank tip, go into your friend's autocorrect in Microsoft Word, and you can set it to where if it says, thank you very much, yours truly, yada, yada, the keywords, thank you very much, could be changed to Dan Taylor's an amazing guy. I don't know. That's always a fun little prank. I, speaking of autocorrect. How about frick you very much? There you go. I did prefer to, to change it to an expletive 
<laughs> that was always my my uh my preference or or to be something self-deprecating from the sender which uh i had a sec- secretary that i i did that to it at one of our radio stations <laughs> it took her a month and finally a client got back to her and was like i don't think you meant this i was gonna say i was just gonna ask you do you do that to the people whose computers you work on for Taylor computers. <laughs> I don't. When they pay me, they're they're prank free. <laughs> Although I think I did when I built Adam Golian's computer, I'm pretty sure I said his background is a giant picture of me because he doesn't know how to change his background. So that's just funny to me. <laughs> you should you should have made it a giant picture of one of his enemies. Oh yes. Be- yes. Giant picture of Mike Boston. <laughs> oh i think i can remote into his computer and do it i think i'm gonna do that (laughs) nobody warn him i want to wait till he turns his computer on. i'm gonna get a nasty text message from him (laughs) all right let's talk race schedules for 2022 uh two let's see crawford county speedway announced their schedule uh it's just a tentative schedule so far and it's just got some dates stapled in i'm sure they're going to add some details as the season gets closer, but they're going to be opening up with practice on April 10th and April 6th. Uh, Then they're going to have the spring practice Thursday, April 21st. So it looks like they're going to have three practices in three weekends. And then the uh, Smithfield sponsored spring fling will be Friday, April 22nd. There's no details on who's going to be racing or what classes just a just race dates, their weekly schedule will kick off May 6th and their uh, looks like fair race will be July 22nd and their final points night. Ooh, that can't be right. July 29th. That seems to be early. That's I was going to say that's about a month early. Normally they're uh, I, I think they're always done by Labor Day. Well, and they, they did that October race for a couple of years because we always wanted to go to it, but we were stuck down in Kansas City because they'd always do it over that weekend. Well, yeah, but that was a special. I mean, their weekly yeah. racing and their basically their season points always ended like by Labor Day weekend, which is kind yeah. of standard in the area. Right. You know? right. And you get into the Iowa tracks and high school football is even bigger in Iowa than it is in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So you... uh you would lose so many fans on a Friday night to the high, to the high school football game. So that's why they always ended about the time football season started. Uh, CCSDirtRacing.com for more information on that schedule. You know, uh, maybe they're, you know, still haven't figured out if they want to try and run when Knoxville's going and some of that type of stuff. Yeah. Again, these are tentative schedules, so they're subject to change. But I do like the idea of three practice dates like that. I think that's kind of kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, too. I was a little confused at first, which is nothing new for me. But as I kind of thought about it, as I was reading it off, that's that probably helps a lot of drivers to not put pressure on them to be there all one weekend. Well, there's that. And it gives you a whole ton of flexibility with the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, the odds of raining out three. I mean, obviously, I've seen tracks rain out six weeks in a row. So that's, yeah. you know. Uh, it, it can still happen, but I was also thinking about the fact, and I don't know since they reconfigured, if they have any hole problems in one and one and three that develop a lot of times with, uh, the soft track, um, at the beginning of the season from all the spring rains and whatnot, they develop holes. Yeah. Well, this way, if they go out and get, if they get all three practices in, they'd have all those holes worked out and everything. That would be great. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm not sure if they have an issue with that. 
I don't remember any, but it's been well documented by memory. So yeah. <laughs> um, the amount of times I have to leave the house in the morning because I forget something is just ridiculous. Uh, Eagle Raceways 2022 schedule came out a couple of weeks ago. By the way, Eagle Raceways banquet is just around the quarter. It's going to be January 7th at the Lancaster Event Center. I believe there are still tickets available. Wait, is that January 8th? That might be January 8th. Well, the 8th is thinking, a Saturday, so I'm going yeah. to guess it's the 8th. Well, I can't remember if it was the 7th or the 8th. Well, the 7th is a Friday, and normally banquets aren't on Fridays. and are normally on Saturdays for travel. I say that, yeah, yeah, you would think that, but then it's uh, the IED Speedway banquets on the on a Friday, uh, December 21st, or uh, January 21st. Really? They went to Friday this year? That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, and it that kind of bounces around. Correct. There was a scheduling issue with the Millard Social Hall, which they love going to, and I love having it there because the food is freaking amazing. Um. There was a scheduling issue a few years ago, and I think they've just stuck to that Friday banquet. I, I thought, thought they would move to a Saturday for sure, but who knows? Uh, I don't make those decisions. But, uh, yeah, Eagles banquet is Saturday, January 8th, not the 7th. I apologize. Uh, their 2022 schedule is going to kick off Saturday, April 9th, with an open house for all classes. It's going to be a two to five uh, open house practice. And then the Icebreaker Challenge, the Modified Mania will be on Friday, April 15th, and Saturday, April 16th. Friday is going to feature modifieds, sport modifieds, stock cars, and late models, IMCA certified, IMCA sanctioned late models. And then Saturday will feature modifieds, sport modifieds, sprint cars, and hobby stocks. Then uh, it's pretty much weekly racing from there with Start Your Engines on Saturday, July uh, sorry, Saturday, April 23rd. That's going to be the season opener featuring their five classes, which is going to be your sprint cars, modified stock cars, sport mods, and hobby stocks. And nothing really changes throughout the season. Uh, May 14th is going to be junior fan clubs. So kids 12 and under get in for free that night. Saturday, June 25th is going to be a junior fan club. And then Saturday, August 13th will be a junior fan club. May 14th is kids candy grab. June 25th is kids money grab and August 13th is kids car ride alongs. And again, all three of those nights, kids 12 and under get in for free. And then we've got freedom fest on July 2nd, which is the fireworks show. That's a, that's a special event. So your regular weekly tickets don't count for that one. And then the IMCA race saver nationals kick off Thursday, September 1st. They continue Friday, September 2nd, Saturday, September 3rd and Sunday, September 4th is when they conclude. Been a good run last couple of years of, uh, I think last year we actually had, uh, it, well, technically still this year, depending on when you're, when you're listening, uh, 2021, we had a beautiful weather. And then I think the next week is when it turned cold and windy. And I was totally fine with that. Cause I wasn't sitting in the booth at Eagle. Well, I know one of the days was warm cause I work one of the days, but, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, the weather for the most part that weekend was, was nice the year before in 2020 was warm, real warm. Again, you can find more information on that, eagleraceway.com, Eagle Raceway on Facebook, and the season kicks off April 15th and 16th with the two-day special, the Icebreaker Challenge. That is the Eagle Raceway track schedule. And earlier this week, on December 24th, we got an early Christmas present. I was not surprised at all that IED Speedway decided to, uh, to release this on December 24th because... I made it a point during the last show to say how IED Speedway tends to release their schedule the second to third week 
of January. And so I think Joe and Lisa said, oh, yeah, Dan, well, here's our schedule. That may have not been exactly what happened, but that's how it happened in my head. There's going to be a practice on Friday, March 31st, and then the annual spring meltdown will kick things off Friday, April 1st and 2nd, featuring the Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Cars. Modifieds will be on Friday, along with stock cars, Bragg and Light Late Models, and Sport Mods. They'll change it up on Saturday. They'll have the Sprint Cars, Super Late Models, Hobby Stocks, and court, uh, Sport Compacts. Again, that's going to be on Saturdays. Uh, we're not going to go through the weekly racing other than to, to kind of point out when special events are, when weekly racing returns, because they change it up quite a bit as to as far as what of their seven classes are running. And their seven classes include super late models, modified sport mod stock cars, brag and right late models, sport compacts, hobby stocks. And then you could essentially count the Malvern Bank 360 sprint cars as an eighth class. Yeah. And they, I think they try to pretty, try to limit it to like five classes on any one night yeah yep pretty and much it, yeah and it rotates around so i think hobbies it looks like they go a little deeper into the season this year yeah they're going to crown their championship on on championship sunday the last couple of years they've crowned their champion in july and kind of given those hobby stock drivers most of july and august off but they're going to go back to uh letting them race throughout their year but uh, NASCAR weekly racing action will kick off Friday, April 22nd. We'll run the 29th. Here is a nice change that I'm kind of excited about. May 6th and 27th, they're off. There's no racing. And that's not something that was typical with IAD Speedway in previous years. It was a weekly racing night. And, you know, when you started racing 1st of April, you didn't stop racing except for that one weekend of the 410 Nationals, the Knoxville Nationals uh, in August you didn't have a Friday night off. Well, if you worked there, I guess, like you mentioned that, you know, they usually run like five series. So a couple of series had some weeks off. Yeah. I, uh, you know, obviously something's going on that uh, either they want to be part of or, or, uh, well, and, I mean. and this could be very, very clear of, of them attempting to maybe find some balance between, you know, Joe had talked about it during numerous interviews, both on this show and on Facebook that he quite frankly wants some time off. He's getting up there in age. His wife has never had a summer vacation. He's never had a summer vacation. It's always been at a racetrack or race related. And now he's got an opportunity, May 6th, May 27th, June 10th, uh, July 15th, August 12th, September 9th. Those are all off weekends scheduled for I-80 Speedway. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about that because – when you get into the grind of the season and I'm just the announcer, but by the time I got into June and July, I was exhausted. I'm tired of being at a racetrack every single weekend and praying for a rain out, but that's about the time we never get rain outs. Um, what were the, uh, the dates there? May 6th, again. May 6th, May 27th, June 10th, July 15th and August 12th and September 9th. Okay, I was just, I just went and was looking uh, at Kansas Speedway schedule, you know, to see if yeah, that was. They moved up, didn't they? They moved into September. Um, I'm just getting it pulled up here now. May 15th is the cup race in the spring. And where's the fall race at? Oh, come on. September 11th. Yeah, I knew they'd moved up. So they're just a week after Labor Day now. They moved way up. Yeah. Like six weeks. Very much so. 
so yeah, they got that September 9th off. So that, that makes sense. And that August 12th is a typical off weekend for them because that's going to be the Knoxville nationals. Yes. But, uh, one glaring point, probably the second thing I noticed when looking at this schedule is there is no May 29th race, which would be your typical race weekend for the Charlie Clark Memorial. There is no Charlie Clark Memorial in 2022. And that is, I, 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 that's heartbreaking for me, but I also don't blame Joe at all. That was embarrassing. Last year. That was embarrassing getting 19 modifieds to show up to a $30,000, $40,000 modified purse, 19 cars. I know he was embarrassed and frustrated. Um, I didn't expect the Charlotte Clark Memorial to go away, but she gone. No more. And Joe would like us to point out this is the tentative 2022 schedule, subject to change. So maybe it'll get added on later in the year. Or, or late as we get closer to the schedule, maybe it will get added. But that typical Memorial Day weekend, that Sunday before Memorial Day, is the Charlie Clark Memorial's uh, normal time, and, and that's gone. And uh, I was just looking as things were running through my head. The May 6th date, mm-hmm. that is the Friday of Mother's Day weekend. Okay. So that could very well be playing a part in that. I don't know, but could be. Well, in comparing the two schedules, there's no more Bug Eater Bash the weekend after the spring meltdown. The Bug Eater's been a race for a very long time. The Tuesday Tickler, which was an MLRA late model race, uh, that was on Tuesday, April 13th in 2021. Uh, That's gone. That's a relatively new race. The Charlotte Clark Memorial, I talked about it, was Sunday, May 30th in 2021. It's off the schedule now. And then... The ultimate demo derby looks like it's on the same weekend. Uh, that's going to be June uh, in 20, 2022. It's going to be Saturday, June 25th. That's been a big race for those guys. That's been a big, uh, they've, they've had a big turnout for that one. Yeah. People like to see things get destroyed. They do. Uh, July looks to be pretty similar to the way it was in 2021, except no, it, it's pretty, it's pretty similar, except the, the only thing is they noted Oh no, the Silver Dollar Nationals has moved to back to a four-day show. So it's Wednesday, July 20th to Saturday, July 23rd. Yeah, they, they dropped the uh the I-80 Nationals part of it, I do believe. They sure did. Looks like uh Wednesday, July 20th will be the prelude to the Silver Dollar Nationals. Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking SLMR uh super late models plus the Malvern Bank 360 sprint cars. And the Braggerite late model. So that'll be there. So it'll be that. So that's going to be a joint SLMR race. It's going to have it both the last, East and West. It was series. last year, I too, I think, too. Yeah. If it was, I don't doubt that at all. It's just not marked on the schedule. So I'll, I'll go with you and say it probably was. Yeah. I, I believe it was. Uh, but they also have the weekend, the Friday off before that, too. So July 8th. No, they don't. July 8th would be the weekend before. So they're. I don't have the oh, schedule. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's a, there's a little bit of a typo there. I'll have to send that over. So Friday, July 8th is a NASCAR weekly racing night. And then the schedule says Tuesday, July 15th, but Tuesday, July or Tuesday, July 15th in 2022 is a Friday. So I think that's just a typo. What they I think what they meant to say was that they're off on the 15th and they're off on Tuesday the 19th. 
So it's just a little bit of a typo there. The Silver Dollar Nationals will be Wednesday, July 20th, Thursday, July 21st. So I already talked about Wednesday being the prelude to the Silver Dollar Nationals featuring the Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking SLMR Series, plus the Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Cars and the Brian Wright Late Models. Wednesday is going to be the Dirt Track Bank Go 50 featuring the Lucas Oil Late Models, plus stock cars. Yes, that was an awesome show last year. Friday the 22nd will be the Imperial Tile Silver Dollar Nationals featuring the Lucas Oil Late Models, plus Modifieds. And then Friday, sorry, Saturday, July 23rd will be the Imperial Tile Silver Dollar Nationals Lucas Oil Late Models. And the Modifieds. So kind of surprising. Oh, no, the Modifieds were on the bill last year, weren't they? Uh, yes. Yeah, because there was talk after the Charlie Clark Memorial of would they would they drop the Modifieds from the Silver Dollar National if they ended up keeping them and getting a pretty good car turnout. So Modifieds yeah, will continue did, to be on the bill. They didn't run the USMTS. Yes, yeah. Quit. Last year, 2021 was the first year that wasn't a USMTS-sanctioned race for a very long time. Yes. Um, so, again, uh Backing up just a little bit, another special. I talked a little bit about it. Saturday, July 20th, Saturday, June 25th. Saturday, June 25th is the ultimate demo derby uh, at I-80 Speedway. And then the Silver Dollar Nationals, Wednesday, July 20th to Saturday, July 23rd. Then it comes back Friday the 29th to NASCAR Weekly Racing. August 5th will be NASCAR Weekly Racing. They're off on Friday the 12th. Uh, what I presume again to be for the Knoxville Nationals. Back on for NASCAR Weekly Racing on Friday the 19th. And then the Speedway Motors night at the races featuring the Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Cars, Modified Stock Cars, Bragg and White Light Models, Sport Mods, and Sport Compacts are all going to be, that's all going to be racing on the 26th. All-Star Sunday, Championship Sunday on Sun, on uh, September 4th. They're off on Friday the 9th, which was the, uh, looks like was last year was a 360 Sprint Car race featuring the NASCAR Super Light Models and the Good Old Time Racing Association. Um, huh, this is interesting. October, here's your schedule for October. Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Cars with Race Saver Sprint Cars plus Bragg and Wright Late Models and Sport Mods. That's on October 1st. Thursday, October 6th, just says classes to be announced. What was that? Didn't they reschedule something last year? Because the Cornhusker Classic was a three-day show this in 2021. What did they reschedule? Um, oh, the Speedway Motors night at the Speedway races. Motors, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I wonder if I think they're they're kind of thinking maybe there'll be a three day show again because it was pretty successful for him. Uh, so Thursday, October sixth, will be classes to be announced. Friday the seventh will be Speedway Motors Cornhusker Classic, be featuring modified stock cars, Bragg and Wright light models, sport mods, hobbies, and compacts, and then all of those classes will come back for another night on Saturday. October 8th, that has been typically the conclusion of the uh, I-80 Speedway schedule. But for 2022, they're going to come back the next weekend on Friday the 14th, features the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. And then on Saturday the 15th, Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking Super Late Model Series Championship Races, plus modified stock cars and Bragg and Wright Late Models. So there you have it. Quite an ambitious schedule for... Guys that want to get out of the sport. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, you know, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because we talk about it all the time. They, every year they, they seem to add a little bit more. And this is the first year that we, we've seen them kind of pull back a little bit, but it's still a very ambitious schedule. There's a lot of racing on this. Yeah. And I shouldn't classify it as guys that want to get out of the sport, but uh, guys that need a break from the sport. 
It's just counting up 20, 26 race nights. Figure what, four or five of those will get rained out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows Mother Nature? Yeah. Ten of them might get rained out. None of them might get rained out. <laughs> no, I need a break. Like, give me one or two rainouts. So 26 race night, and, you know, typically they're up in the 34, 35 race night before rainouts. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's still an ambitious race schedule. Uh, more information, iedspeedway.com, iedspeedway on Facebook. And for those of you that have not taken advantage of purchasing one of those suites, I'm looking at the schedule and in the background is a picture of the grandstands that sh- shows those suites. You're missing out straight up, completely missing out. I wish that I could have a night off that I could go and be a, uh, uh, spectator at IED Speedway one night. So I could go and rent one of those suites. Cause those things are so perfectly well done. Uh, yeah, right. well, you can always give up announcement and be a spectator. Yeah, I like announcing, though. Just like listening to yourself talk. Uh, that's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, looking at the Junction Motor Speedway uh, 2022 schedule, and they have set it too. This is a tentative schedule. Looks like everything's going to kick off Saturday, April 2nd for the Mike Chapin Memorial Race featuring... Uh, IMCA late models, modified stock cars, sport modifieds, hobby stocks, and sport compacts. Now, this is kind of odd. The next Saturday is going to be a test and tune date. And then Saturday, April 23rd is the backup test and tune date. Looks like the season is going to kick off April 30th for opening night. And then they're going to have uh, weekly, weekly racing May 14th, 21st, and 28th, June 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th. Uh, Saturday, June 18th is going to feature the, uh, super late model series. Uh, July 16th will feature the good old time racing association, Midwest classic stock cars and the super late model series return August 13th. And then looks like track championships will be concluded on Saturday, August 27th. The Barb Noonan camp Memorial McCool 100 date has yet to be announced. So that's so your again, Junction another, Motor Speedway schedule. Yeah, basically another track that's going to quit about the time uh, high school football starts. Right. Weekly tickets for Junction, uh, $12 for adults. Students, 6 to 12, get in for 5 bucks. Kids, 500 get in for free. Pit passes are 30 bucks. Saturday night racing, JunctionMotorSpeedway.com. I guess still got to get down to Junction. I knocked a couple of tracks off my list this year, but not nearly enough. And looks like the Junction Motor Speedway 2021 Points Championship Banquet is going to be July 15th. Oh, that's going to be the night of the Brandon Saltzman uh, chili feed, the uh, fundraiser. So I'll be missing the Junction Banquet. But I think that does it. Anything else we got to cover, Dirk? Um, not right off the top of my head. Um, I just hope everybody has a, a safe New Year's Eve. Um, use the rideshare programs if you're going to uh, – Enjoy adult beverages. I saw that Hotman, I think it's Hotman O'Brien uh, still does their ride share thing. Yep. Or, you know, if you're so inclined, get Uber. I tell you that Uber is such an easy thing to do that. And it, it, I think I'm, I've found myself Ubering from the library pub a couple of times for various reasons. Um, it's a much cheaper bill than spending a night in jail so 
Ubering uh, from 90th and Fort to Council Bluffs is much cheaper. Um, spending a night in jail isn't all that expensive. It's the next several years after. Yeah, it. yeah, that's very true. You don't pay for the night in jail, really. But uh, yeah, just you know, people use your head. Be smart. Be safe. Have fun. Uh, oh, real quick, the United Rebels Sprint Series has announced uh, their 2022 schedule. Just scanning it real quick. I'm seeing Lincoln County Speedway in North Platte, Nebraska on June uh, 11th. That's it. Oh, uh, Jefferson County Raceway, Fairbury, Nebraska on September 17th and Thayer County Speedway in Deschler, Nebraska on September 18th. There's quite a few Kansas races, a couple of Missouri races. There's a Colorado race, El Paso County Speedway in Callahan, Colorado on April 23rd. Yeah, I have no idea where that is. I've not heard of that racetrack before. So, so that's going to be the URSS United Rebel Sprint Series schedule for 2022. All right. Uh, like we were saying, have a safe and happy new year. Happy belated, uh, oh, merry belated Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, whatever you enjoy. Uh, please do it responsibly, as Dirk said. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. For the first time in 2022, don't forget to join us uh, January 3rd. We're going to be at Quaker Steak and Lou for the Crawford County Speedway Track Champions. And then Monday the 10th, both of those obviously Monday nights, Monday, January 10th, we're going to be at Quaker Steak and Lube again for the Crawford, excuse me, for the Eagle Raceway Track Champions interview. I think it's time to end the show, Dirk. Uh, so again, uh, January 3rd and January 10th, Quaker Steak and Lube. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it so I can't weasel out of it anymore. January 10th is going to be the night that I, I own up and I complete the triple atomic challenge at Quaker Steak and Lube. So uh, that the beginning of it will be on Facebook Live. But obviously, my goal is to take care of sponsors and to get people out and about. So we will do a little bit of a Facebook Live to get everything started and get everybody hyped up. But the only way to watch me suffer through the triple atomic challenge at Quaker Steak and Lube is to get down to Quaker Steak and Lube. That's going to be January 10th. And that's going to be after I'm going to be doing that after the Eagle Raceway track champions interviews. So uh, what's our schedule like right now? I, th I think our last interviews at like eight o'clock on the 10th. Yeah. 637, 730 and eight. That's correct. As of right okay. now. So the final one's going to be at eight o'clock. So 8.15 or, or so, 8.30, we'll do it. Uh, that's when you guys can uh, can join in. So I uh, hope you guys join us. The third for Crawford County Speedway Track Champions interviews, the 10th for the Eagle Raceway Track Champions interviews, and the Dan owns up and eats the Triple Atomic Challenge at Quaker Steak and Lube. Again, big thank you to everybody that helped me raise $2,500 for the Alzheimer's Association. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. Big thanks to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners. Now's the oh god, I can't say anything really specific, can I? Find What's out what Rick could do. I can, there's legal issues of me like really promoting Rick and and how great he does for me. I'm not I'm not able to say those kinds of things uh, because of some of the financial institution laws. But uh, if you want to find out more, find out what Rick could do for you today. RickHavenridgeAdvice.com. And then tailored computers and repair, looking to upgrade your laptop or computer. Stop dealing with a slow uh, PC or laptop. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week at Quaker Second Lube.
We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Taylor Computers and Repair and I got another laptop for you that I think is going to go over great. Now this one I think is going to be perfect for a student, whether it be high school or college, because it's a 14-inch HP ProBook 640 G2 that has been upgraded to a 240-gig solid-state hard drive. This also boasts an Intel i3 2.3 gigahertz processor and it comes with 8 gigs of RAM and is a Windows 10 Pro. One thing that it comes with that I haven't mentioned yet that is going to be perfect for a student is the fingerprint scanner. It's another level of security that you can take advantage of today. Now if you want to get more information about this HP 14 inch ProBook 640 G2 for just $450, you can always reach out to me at Tailored Computers and Repair on Facebook. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids night. Tuesdays are all you can eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. 